Welcome to episode 68 of the Scent Geeks podcast. My name is Steve and I'm not alone. I do have a co-host, but before I bring him, I'm going to prioritise our sponsor over him and I'm sure he won't be offended by that. We are proudly sponsored by Kajal Perfumes. You can go and visit them at kajalperfumes.com. That's K-A-J-A-L in case you're wondering how it's spelt. And you can use the code GEEKS10 to get 10% off. Uh, Go and check them out. They're great quality niche fragrances yet are still accessible and dare i say it mass appealing and they do hold stock in the uk as well for the uk listeners so um shipping i think is now free over 70 dollars, but don't quote me on that anyway so go and check out our lovely lovely sponsors right on with the show as i said earlier i'm not alone i'm joined by a man a, a youtube legend some might say i mean i wouldn't but others might his name is chris he's got a youtube channel called fragmental chris how are you Never mind YouTube legend. Uh, I mean, that's not true, of course. Anyway, but I am honoured to be speaking to the man with the smoothest legs in the UK <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, for those people wondering, so I've got another YouTube channel, which I would I'd love you to go and um, subscribe to. That would be lovely. It's called For Shits and Giggles. And I just just mess around on there, really. I do sort of sketches and things and some funny stuff. Well, stuff that I think's funny. And my wife decided it'd be funny to wax my legs. So that that was that was fun for her, at least. Yeah, is the um, uh, back sack and crack video coming next week? Somebody else said about that. Yeah, uh, no, I, and and my wife's like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't want to. Say. I was like, well, it would be funny, but yeah, Jesus, I don't know about that one. Can you imagine? Oh God, no, I don't saw, imagine. I don't want to imagine that. No, I saw a guy on um, uh, what was it? Uh, Married at first sight in Australia. He got it, it as as punishment for his misses, like in a jokey kind of way, to get his own back. He made her give him a back sack and crack. I was like, how is that a punishment for her? Like, he was not surprisingly in agony. And I, I think he then realised that was a bad idea and it backfired on him. But um, yeah, she probably but there's lots it. of Well, yeah. There's lots of talk of her now waxing my chest as the next one because I did mention that in the video. So uh, that one may, really makes me nervous, I've got to say. So, I loved the little, uh, the little two-camera setup as well. I thought that was a nice touch. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, because I thought, well, I've got to kind of prove that it's actually being done. But, uh, but the ch- oh, the chest makes me a bit nervous because the chest is really sensitive. So I don't know how that's going to be like. Yeah, I mean, I I get you. You probably tell me otherwise here. I mean, I get that it's it's probably painful. I've never had it done myself, but it's literally you just pull in a few hairs out, aren't you? Um, so yeah. it can't really do any damage. Although, um, was it Brandon who said that he had it done once and it made him bleed? Can you bleed from having been waxed? And if and if so, I never want a back sack and crack. Well, my mate did it years ago. He had his chest waxed. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's kind of like a bet or something with his missus, but um, but he said it, it bled, and I'm a bit well. nervous about that. But yeah, Brandon said that. I don't know. I mean, the wife, like years ago when she was waxing her legs, I was like, oh, go on, do me then or whatever, just for like shits and giggles. Um, and and it was it was nice. kind of a riot. She ripped it off and it was so quick. I don't I don't really remember reacting. And, she, and I remember she was quite annoyed that I didn't react. Yeah. So I was probably a bit overconfident with this. And I don't know if it was different strips or whatever, but it, it was definitely, it definitely hurt more than I remember. That's for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I just liken it to, uh, you know, when you've got a, a plaster on. And you just rip that off, and it sort of hurts for sort of half a second, doesn't it? But then the pain's gone, and it's done. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the hairs though. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. It'd be interesting because I mean, I remember when I got sort of tattooed on my shoulder, and he started coming across a little bit onto my chest, sort of pectoral, yeah. and it was fucking intense. It was like resonating through my chest. It was really uncomfortable. So that makes me a bit, a bit nervous. But um, we shall see. But. Um, I would love it if listeners could go a good subscribe to my channel just to do another plug there it is called For Shits and Gills you'll find it it's linked in all of my Frags to Riches videos sort of description so go and check it out I'm going to sort of dedicate some time to that channel now I'm going to try and upload weekly on that channel now oh nice a bit slack so yeah I'm going to try and do one video a week um, and regular and I've already you, you may recall a few weeks ago I mentioned about Patrick from Centre Salt he's already agreed to kind of do a little collaboration with me so um, oh that's great so, yeah. oh, I love so that yeah I love I'm Patrick really looking forward stuff. to that we've 
we've got a couple of ideas and and funnily enough we were on the same wavelength actually we sort of both sort of su- suggested something and it was like the same idea so so yeah we've got a couple of ideas that we're going to sort of try and oh uh, man that's together, great so i can see good. the humor of you two together working really well i'm looking forward to that yeah i, I really I, I just love his sense of humor we're very much on the same wavelength on that so i'm looking forward to it so yeah that'd be good yeah anyway how's your week been yeah i've had a good week mate what have i done this week i've uh sort of done a lot of editing and uh, a few sort of boring you know worky well not all not boring not boring i would say but worky sort of video calls phone calls um things like that just for you know a few bits and pieces that are going on behind the scenes which you know about i know but uh, i don't think the listeners do yet and that will hopefully be uh big big announcement big news uh, getting revealed soon so yeah sort of a mix of uh, of that uh, project and uh, and just keeping the the uploads coming. Uh, I've not. I don't think I've been anywhere uh, exciting filming this week. I've sort of been. It's been more of an edit heavy week this week. Sort of filming some of the stuff that I had been out on location and and shot. But it's been yeah. It's been a good week and we've had a nice weekend. We uh, went on a walk in the uh, Yorkshire. North Yorkshire countryside, the Howardian Hills, near so all around where uh, the famous Castle Howard is, which is where they famously shot Brideshead Revisited, for anyone who's never heard of Castle Howard. Um, but gorgeous green, rolling hills, countryside, um, probably fairly similar to where you are, although I don't know, it's maybe a bit flatter where you are. And uh, and then we had a, a little little walk today, and we're having a bike ride tomorrow, because of course it's, it's Bank Holiday Monday. How's your uh, how's your week and weekend been? Uh, actually, it was good because I did quite a bit of travelling for work this week. So mm. I actually did my first um, overnight stay for work in well over a year. So oh. um, yeah, so I actually got to stay down on the south coast um, in Brighton. Um, in case anybody's wondering, I had to sort of prove to the hotel that it was like essential. It's like work because they sort of said to me, you know, we are. It's still lockdown. It's you know no jollies sort of thing. So I had to kind of sort of prove that it was work. But my company does. Um, we we do a lot of work. I've mentioned before, like the NHS and stuff like that. So I'm doing some work with um, the uh, hospital trust down there. So uh, Sussex uh, NHS Trust. So so I had to kind of uh, stay down there because I had a, f- a few visits one day and a few couple of meetings the next day. So um, so that was really nice. Yeah. Actually, I've never been to Brighton. I'd love to go. Actually, it looks like oh, a fun mate, place. you'd love it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cool place. Yeah, we've we've been there a few times actually. I've been there for work. And then a few years ago, my wife and I stayed, um, was it Brighton where they've got the chocolate hotel? I can't remember, but we've been there a few times. It's really cool. And my wife was really annoyed. I actually sent her a photo. I actually literally had a sea view from my hotel. I sent her a photo. I was like, don't hate me. And obviously she's stuck at home with the kids. She's like, you bastard. I was like, oh God, I shouldn't have done that. But how long do you actually spend looking out the window at the sea view when you're staying? Well, that's the thing. I'm not not that fussed about views and shit like that. You take a picture to to make your wife jealous or put it on Instagram to make everyone else jealous and then you never look at it again. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was was nice when I got there because I I managed, so I checked in sort of late afternoon so it was still sunny and it was sort of quite busy outside. So it was quite nice there. But then like you say, that was it. I actually worked quite a lot in the hotel hotel um, i got a cheeky domino's uh, delivered to the hotel, to the yes, hotel as well you know so, how yes, to live uh, yes living the dream um so that was good and then um probably guilt from the domino's yesterday i did the first 5k run i've done in well since 2019 i looked up so i'm gonna i need to get fit okay. i need to sort it out chris i've, I've got lardy i've got lardy through lockdown right. lockdown lard um i need to sort it out so I'm. This is my declaration now. I'm going to get me back in shape. I'm hoping to start going back to the gym this week. I used to go three or four times a week easily. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and get back to the gym now. This week I'm gonna try and start running again. I'm a bit of a fair weather runner, so I normally do sort of spring summer when it's a bit lighter in the evening, so I can go yeah. then. Um. So yeah, I did my first 5k and I was chuffed. I didn't stop. I ran the whole thing. It wasn't the fastest time in the world, but it was. It was okay. I was quite pleased. Yeah. Um. And but I am feeling it today. My legs are really sort of feeling it and then we went for a walk as well and i was sort of i wouldn't say i was hobbling but i could feel every step it was like oh god damn so um but yes i'm gonna i'm gonna get filmed in fact i'm gonna declare it on this podcast just to give me the motivation to stick to it yeah i'm gonna lose weight i want to try and lose like half a stone really but i i managed to i was up at 12 stone eight at one point 
and now I'm about 12 stone four and I want to I want to get under 12 stone so that's my that's my aim I want to try and lose half a stone so okay 12 stone eight is um is not bad though man that's you know that's not that's not massive is it that's, no that's pretty it's trim, not but I'd say it's it's not too bad I mean the thing is I used to be in quite good shape I mean I actually had a six-pack one so I think it was I think it was a Tuesday but yeah Stella um, was it yeah um but i was i used to be in good shape i used to go to the gym regularly i always had quite a fast metabolism so i was always sort of i i struggled to put weight on back in the day do you know what i mean like sort of early 20s i would struggle to you know put on size yeah but now that's not a problem now my metabolism yeah. slowed down so um <laughs> suddenly so the yeah, metabolism it's... goes fuck you <laughs> Exactly, but because of my height, I don't know. I'm probably got a bit, still got a bit of muscle, but my I am at the top end of like BMIs and all that sort of stuff. So, and I, I just found it, it all goes to my belly, mate. That's the trouble. It's all the in the one yeah. spot. I just get this like little pod belly, which I want to sort of dad bod. So I want to try and shift that. So that's my goal. So I will check in next week and see how much how how much I'm weighing in next week. All right, and then we'll have an arm wrestle um, next time I see you. And film it, yes, for everybody. Yeah. Make a YouTube video out of it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, clickbait it. We're going <laughs> yeah. to come up with a nice clickbaity title for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so shall we do some podmin? Let's do it. What have we got? Let's say. Oh, the other thing I should declare, in case anybody's wondering, I wasn't going mad when I said I was looking forward to watching the finale of Line of Duty last week. I generally thought there were six episodes in this series, but no, the barter's got me. The seven isn't there, so I'm going to watch the finale tonight. Anyway, they always like to keep you on your toes, those Line of Duty folk. Exactly. Um, I was gutted when I was like, "What? There's another episode." <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah, I'm up, I'm up to ep five, so uh, I'll be uh, by the time uh, we we do this next Sunday, I'll have caught up. We can uh, uh, do non spoilers. Quick little discussion about uh, Line of Duty, and and actually, I should say, by this time next week, next time I speak to you on the podcast, I will have had my first vaccination. Woo. Oh mate, everybody's getting vaccinated from apart from me, and I was kind of moaning about it. And then I sort of realised, hold on, I shouldn't moan that I'm not old enough or not vulnerable enough to sort of need the vaccine. That's that's not a problem yeah. that I should be moaning about. So I th- I'm sort of going to be soon. I think I'm going to be the next wave. So uh, it's exciting though. Uh, did I know. It, did you feel a bit almost emotional or a bit kind of? Did you feel anything, or was it just a bit sort of you know well, going through the motions? I did a little bit. No, it's a bit of a, a milestone actually. I think for everybody, because you just think, oh, it's the vaccine, everyone's getting it. But then when you get it booked in, you're like, actually, wow, this is this is going to be hopefully a bit of a game changer uh, for mm. for not just for me but for everyone. So I think it is a a definite. Um, I don't know if it's turning point. Hopefully it is, but yeah, oh, I couldn't book at first. I, I I put in my postcode and it gave me somewhere in Wakefield, thirty miles away. So I kept, I was like, I'm not doing that. So I kept trying and uh, eventually got somewhere in, in York. So I don't know if anyone else has had difficulty in getting somewhere local to them. I've not heard of anything like that, but um, I'm booked it's in. Very much, so. It's very much regional, like with the age groups, because I think someone's saying that they basically sort of dispatch the vaccines fairly equally across the country. But obviously some areas are have different age um sort of disproportionate amounts of different you know some like down in the south there's a lot more elderly and stuff like that so like i was in norwich the other week for work and they were down into the sort of late 30s i think it was 38 they were on so i would have been yeah. eligible for norwich but over where i am sort of cambridge way we're still sort of 40 plus so um so yeah i'll tell you what i'm gonna do just come up with an idea um, so I can report on next week's podcast. My goal is to put on a fragrance and get a compliment from the person who's vaccinated me. How about that? It's like, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. And maybe people can put in the Facebook group what they think I should wear for that. You know, something that's going to smell nice, get noticed, but not too obnoxious because obviously they're going to be very close to me. Um, maybe, I, maybe I should just go something like Aventus and see if they uh, see if they notice it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going oh, to try to see that. Yeah, it's a bit. Of- it's a hard one then because you sort of want to be different, original and come up with something, but it is the tried and tested ones that work, you know, like your Aventuses and obviously all of your yeah. Sauvages, etc. as we've discussed. It's the, it's the ones that pe- that women in particular yeah. just really like, you know. Well, if you so. wear something too complex, then it's probably, they probably don't like it, but they're not going to say, they're only going to mention it if it's, you know, if you smell good to them. So I think you've got to go with something that is, a little more mass appealing i suppose i think one of the worst um like negative comments you could probably get is is if someone went oh are you wearing a cologne and then they don't 
say that it's nice or something. Do you know what I mean? So they've noticed it, but they obviously don't like it, but they yeah. don't want to say that. That would be the worst. <laughs> if it's kind of like, oh, you you thought your clone's quite yeah. strong, or oh, you're wearing a clone, but then they don't say, oh, it's really nice. If they don't follow it up with that bit, it's just like, oh, I've yeah, missed a mark like on it. that one then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, right, right. So podmin. So podmin. if people... If you lovely listeners want to support us financially, we put that towards hosting fees, etc. You can go to ko-fi.com forward slash the geeks, all one word. And three lovely, lovely people have done that this week. They've bought us coffees. So TJ has. Um, TJ is the man. He's actually hooked me up with some samples and, and stuff before. So um, he's a good dude. He said, 67 episodes in and I'm not bored of you guys yet. Keep up the hard graft. Thank you, TJ. Well, thanks, TJ. Um, Stefan from Frankfurt in Germany has said time for a donation again I still love your podcast and haven't missed an episode yet thank you Stefan that's so cool and serial kind of donator I think the last time they donated was last week the 25th I'm having a look at it now four days between donations Aeon has donated again they said happy to keep sending Kofi's why not include more women's fragrances? It would be helpful, especially for a male audience. That's interesting. I guess mm. um, they're sort of thinking maybe if um, men are wanting to buy like a fragrance for their lady, maybe as a gift. I hear uh, ye about. I hear ye. Uh, that's they've literally hear ye. I hear ye. I hear ye about it not being a blokish hobby as is. Uh, but centrifugal force does a great job of busting balls over being scared to wear femme frags, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. We've sort of discussed, um, I guess, in inverted commas, unisex fragrances before, haven't we? And mm. and like floral fragrances, and if men can wear them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera we have sort of discussed this it's, a, it's an interesting one and and the whole you know wear what you want it doesn't have to be a male but, fragrance female or okay know. so what we're talking about here are we talking about um sort of female marketed fragrances that we would wear ourselves or are we talking about us mentioning female fragrances that we would like to smell on women that well, are too sort of feminine for ourselves what what what's the angle on this has he has i he... think originally i thought they wanted us to talk about women's fragrances for women but now yes, right. reading it i think they're actually saying female fragrances that that men could wear so it says why not include more women's fragrances it would be helpful especially for a male audience i hear i hear you about it not i guess it's i hear about it not being a blokish hobby as is but centrifugal force does a great job busting balls over being scared to wear femme frags and right. i love it okay so it's about us wearing female marketing female fragrances, fragrances i guess yeah. yeah yeah well i mean it's it's interesting isn't it because most I'd say most female designer fragrances do lean very feminine. They're a lot of them because they're mainstream mass appealing, they're a lot of them are sort of pinky, rosy, very florally type fragrances. I think it's more the when you get into the niche fragrances that are marketed specifically to to women that uh, there is crossover and you could easily wear them. Um, for example, um, Amouage. Uh, they yes. have the male line and the the female line, but I don't know if this is something that they're changing now. But I um, have, uh, and this uh, we're going to talk about this in a sec. But I've been wearing one of their latest ones, and uh, they very kindly sent me two. One is in the the bottle that is traditionally the male bottle, and the other is in the bottle they use traditionally for the female marketed fragrances. Um, but I, I looked on the website to do a bit of research on these fragrances and they're listing the one in that is in the female-shaped bottle or what is you know traditionally marketed to females. Um, they're listing that now as unisex. So going forward, I'm not sure if Amouage is changing that, if they're making all their fragrances unisex. But it, it, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw that on their website, it... it and I'm going to be honest, it validated it for me. And I thought, okay, I can wear this because they're saying it's unisex. Whereas if they'd listed the exact same fragrance, the exact same smell as being marketed to women, there's a psychological thing in me that would have said, mm, you know, maybe I'll, you know, give it to Helen or whatever, but um, perhaps it's not for me. But uh, uh, it is very, it is an absolute 
you know, epitome of a unisex fragrance. And just because it has a label of being for males or females, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I, I, I think the issue is that we we're so used to maybe female marketed designer fragrances that when it comes to niche, we still carry that trepidation over into the niche world as well, whereas perhaps we don't need to, as evidenced by the Amouage fragrances I've smelled this week. Hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, I if I found a, like a inverted commas female fragrance or female marketing fragrance that I liked, I would categorically wear it. We spoke about one ages ago on the podcast where I found that fragrance. I was really annoyed with myself kind of looking back now. I, there was a sample in a magazine and I uh, there was a few samples. I think, was it in a magazine or did I get them free? I think I got, no, I got them free. I ordered a fragrance years ago and I got a few samples, like a handful. And I tried a few of them and they were like, nah. But there was one, it was, I swear it was a Bulgari one and I loved it. It was really nice. And I got back home. I remember saying to the wife, I was like, I've been wearing that fragrance. I'm going to order it. I really like it. It's really nice. And I went online to order it and it was a like, a, a again, in inverted commas, a woman's fragrance. Mm. And I didn't order it for that reason. I'm really annoyed with myself. Obviously, I yeah. wouldn't do that now at all. This is kind of back before my sort of true fraghead days. I was still into fragrance, but I wasn't kind of uh, as into it, obviously. And I'm so annoyed. I'd love to know what that fragrance is now um, <laughs> and just order it. Because I remember I, I really enjoyed it. And I, and I literally... Like and I sort of said to the wife about it, and we sort of joked, and I was like, "Oh God, I was going to order." And and I remember posting something on Facebook at the time, so they're like sort of jokingly saying I was going to order this fragrance, and it's a women's one. And then somebody actually commented, "What makes it a woman's fragrance?" And I remember replying, "I said, well, I guess marketing," yeah. um, which is still true. So I'm so annoyed that I didn't order it. I oh, I'm just yeah uh, gutted. But I'm interesting just admit, though, I, I would I would still have. Um, a bit of uh, I would be holding back for pulling the trigger on buying a female fragrance off you know designer fragrance off Natino or whatever um, I still think I've got a, a and, and I know that I shouldn't I know it's all psychological and, and I'm sort of succumbing to the marketing machine with it but I, this, it's sort of ingrained into me you know what I mean it's uh, yeah well I think as well the the marketing is very stereotypical isn't it a lot of female fragrances as you sort of said are very kind of pink and floral and big bows on it and mm. again you shouldn't buy into all that shit and i'm quite comfortable with my sexuality as such but you almost feel a bit silly like if you went and i guess if you were just buying it in a shop they'd think you were buying it for your partner but you sort of if you had then had it amongst your shelf this sort of very again in inverted commas girly bottle yeah, you'd kind of be a bit almost conscious of it, or it might yeah, stand definitely. out. I don't know. Where if it was just a, you know, a relatively plain, simple bottle, but it was still, you know, it said "women for women" or whatever, um, uh, yeah. pour femme on the bottle, I wouldn't mind so much. But if it was really just looked a bit silly, like almost like a silly bottle in my collection, then I'd, yeah, yeah. I think um, to to flip that, I, there, there are a lot of um, women that will very happily wear male fragrances we see it so much on on instagram and on youtube mm. channels and i think m most female you know frag heads females that are really into fragrances sort of feel like they i think they feel like they have to get into men's fragrances because they've mentioned uh, people have mentioned in the past that they feel that women's fragrances are a little limited in 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 their scope in terms of what they do they're, they're maybe less interesting and less complex and less nuanced because they're they're these light powdery pinky sort of florally fragrances a lot of the time i'm not i'm not saying all the time uh, at all like Mon mongolan intense uh, is uh, i i would totally wear that uh, even though it's in a pretty pink little bottle uh, with a ribbon on it um but i i think there's definitely um more uh, women that would go for the men's fragrances but look at you know um amouage's reflection man and uh, dior homme they are fragrances that literally say they're for men on the bottle but they're just floral fragrances there's nothing overtly mm. masculine about them i i think florals you could argue that florals can uh, serve to uh, assert masculinity in a certain kind of way because if you've got the confidence to wear florals it shows you're a confident man and perhaps you know women really like that because reflection man and uh, diorum diorum intense these very florally fragrances are notorious for being loved on men by women to smell it you know to smell mm. them on on men they're, they're big sort of compliment getting fragrances 
It's interesting. It is. It's 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 all in the mind. It's it's a psychology. It's marketing. It's it's a complex thing. But you're right. In an ideal world, we we would we would look beyond that. And uh, but the problem is, in terms of us talking about them, particularly designer fragrances, I wouldn't just blind buy a female fragrance uh, on the off chance that I would wear it. No. Yeah. And uh, you know, designer brands won't send complimentary press fragrances out designers don't you know designer brands don't send uh, free fragrances and uh, the niche brands uh, are, are predominantly unisex i would say so i think that's perhaps why there's a lack of talk about specifically female fragrances i guess i'll post something in the our facebook group so it's the scent geeks podcast by all means go and join that group if you haven't already it's a great group um i'll post something in there asking for people to suggest their a fragrance that's marketed to a gender that actually works really well on the opposite gender. So I was, I was originally going to say suggest female fragrances that work well on men, but let's just do whatever's opposite. Yeah. So yeah, Sounds good. let's we'll kind of post in there, and it'd be interesting to see. And we'll report back next week some some recommendations. Because I've I'm happy to try. I'd like to try and find actually a woman's fragrance that I would really like to wear that's that's but that is marketed as women that's not unisex that actually is marketed as women's i remember years ago the rapper who i mean i'm quite into hip-hop but i've never actually listened to his stuff to be fair but um lil uzi actually did an, an interview for gq and they were asking him um, about uh what fragrance he wears I, th- I don't know if they did it for a lot of different rappers and things but he um spoke ages about chance by um chanel chanel yeah um yeah which is again marketed as a, a woman's fragrance so but he said he loved it he literally had a bottle with him he sort of put some on there and then and it made me wonder like how many kind of men then went out and probably tried that and did they they probably didn't even know because he didn't say that it was oh this is a woman's fragrance but i really like it he just said i you know i really love chance by chanel and i'm wondering how many men mm. went out and they probably you know went to the sa and said oh i really want to try that and then it was at that point they realized that it was uh, again inverted commas woman's fragrance and right. kind of probably changed their mind i wonder if they sort of then went oh okay maybe not or did they go through with it did they just buy it or buy it online and then they realized it was a woman's fragrance it makes you wonder yeah. doesn't it well and then yeah. you know you've got uh, things like ariana ariana grande's fragrance or oh, what's it called that is it is it cloud or something and that yes. is pretty much a clone of backward rouge 540 but um which is marketed as unisex so mm. uh, you know i'm sure that men would not would have no problem going into a department store and buying Baccarat Rouge 540 but how many men are going to go in and buy Ariana Grande's perfume for themselves you know because it looks very girly and it's um, a female celebrity perfume basically so so you know exactly. that's a classic example of it being marketing yeah totally totally i think that's a topic for another um podcast let's make a note of it we'll talk about some celebrity yeah. fragrances at that's, some point that turned into a bit of a discussion point really yeah. from a little bit of podmin We've, we've not spoken about celebrity fragrances much let's make a I'm going to make a little note um, right. and we'll do that uh, yeah. celeb frags we'll totally forget that but there we go <laughs> um, anyway yeah so that was off of the back of Aeon's uh, comment so thanks for that and thank you for your Kofi that's all of the Kofis so that's kind of us done. I thought, so thought you were going to say that's all we've got for tonight for this episode because we discussed that so much like, oh, well, yeah. thank you yeah, everyone we were thinking it was going to be a short episode but probably not um, what have you been wearing Chris? All right, so I've been wearing uh, from Sarah Baker, which I dropped a video about today, Atlant, which is a, a gorgeous, fruity, salty, oceanic fragrance. I've been wearing the two new Amouage fragrances, which are Boundless and Material. And there was a, 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 I attended a brilliant sort of press launch for those two fragrances this week where there was loads of people on a, a Zoom call and uh, Amouage had sent out this amazing press kit they, they'd sent um they sent even though they sent me the bottles they sent me uh decant sprayers which are really lovely in themselves in this gift box i posted a picture on instagram and also in the box were the the were oils little um jars of oils which were the the main core raw materials that were used in the fragrance so as we went through the presentation and the perfumers talked about the process of designing these fragrances we we smelled each of the raw materials uh, so i smelt myrrh on its own for the first time i smelled um uh, bourbon vanilla which is cr- like really deep and almost a little bit animalic which i wasn't expecting so um brilliant way to do a launch and uh, and they also i don't know if you've heard of bakur chips do you know what they are 
Uh, no, I don't think they're, I do. they're a Middle Eastern thing that they so they're wood chips that they soak the perfume oil in so that so it soaks into the wood and it coats the wood and then you've got this little pottery um, candle um, sort of um, lantern I guess so the tea light sits in the middle and then it's got a top on it and then you put the wood chips on the top and the candle heats up the wood chips and it creates this um, uh, aroma this incensey sort of aroma of uh, the fragrance and they they had a little jar for the boundless fragrance and a little jar for the material so i loved that i thought you know if you can get your favorite fragrance coated in uh, you know get get the bakur chips coated in oil and then you can just have it in in your house i, I guess it's an alternative to a candle in a way but you don't get that waxy smell that, that accompanies um, burning perfumed candles so uh, great great that's that's the way to uh, to launch your fragrance so uh, yeah kudos to Amouage for doing that. Um, sounds, I also, sounds good. Yeah, it was, oh, oh mate, it was so good. Um, be great if um, if every big brand launched in that way. Um, it was because, of course, well, everyone starts posting about it on Instagram, and it works for the brand because they, you know, they get more exposure because um, they've they've done a uh, a big launch. And I think they're happening more and more now because they can't do launches at the moment, sort of in stores. So they're happening online, and and hundreds of people from their own homes can can attend if you know if they send out the uh, these little press kits. So it was, so you uh, um, got some tips for the for the launch of Smolder, did you? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I we could do that way. I, I I would hope we can get out and about really i'd love to that yeah. was always the plan i think that's one of the things why we uh, we lost a bit of momentum is because we wanted to really get out and maybe even go to america and promote it as well um, make a bit of an adventure out of it um, but you know yeah. we'll, we'll we'll do what we've got to do if we've got to stay at home we'll i guess we'll do it that way but who knows yeah maybe so i also wore the new light blue flanker which is light blue forever uh, which was um it's good good opening good open it opens well it opens well um, but doesn't close quite as well shall we say oh that's a shame i saw somebody else so i've not watched your video yet but i saw somebody else said very similar to you actually they said um opening is absolutely delightful like the first 30 minutes but then they said literally after 30 minutes it's well for them it just disappeared it kind of just went it was non-existent yeah. um but i think it lasted a bit longer on you didn't it um, well, the opening, so you get this like really realistic grapefruit, which is really nice and refreshing. Uh, I, I, I would like to there to have been a bit more to the opening than just this really realistic grapefruit, because um, it was obviously very nice and fruity. But yeah, I wish it had just had a bit more pop to it, a bit more sexiness, you know, a bit of cardamom with it or something, something like that, maybe. Uh, but then I always thought light blue oh intense, which is my favourite. I always thought, well, that's nice, but it's not a massive performing fragrance, and, and it isn't. You know, it's a it's a reasonably fleeting fragrance, but for a summer fragrance, it does all right. But compared to Forever, Light Blue Oh Intense is like beast mode because oh, after the opening thirty minutes, it, it, Forever the new one, it just it just dies pretty quickly. It smells nice as a skin scent, and I really do enjoy the mid of the fragrance. That's my favourite part of it, even though the opening's nice. Um, but at the point of the mid that I like the most, it's not really giving me anything. It's not really giving me the smells for myself. I'm not getting wafts, and if I'm not getting them, then no one else is getting them either. And uh, you know, I want to smell a fragrance reasonably that, that I'm wearing. So yeah, um, but other people have reported it's worked all right for them. So you know, such a shame. I mean, I I'm a big fan. Actually, I my favourite is the original um, Light Blue. To be honest, I've I've I actually owned O Intense. I sold it in yeah. the end. I, I liked it. Very nice fragrance, and it definitely outperforms the original, no doubt about it. But it just I think I kind of like the sort of pepper spiciness from the original. It gives it gives it a little. I mean, I must admit, it, I wouldn't say it smells dated, but I think it's such a familiar scent now right. that it makes it almost feel older, like the original. I think the actual DNA doesn't smell dated, but it's one of those ones where you've smelled it a lot. It's very familiar. It's yeah. very common, so that makes it feel old, if that makes sense. But I actually prefer the original, um, personally. Um, yeah, my wife really likes the original. It's for me. I always use light blue as a kind of post shower in the evening type fragrance when I'm just, oh, yeah. you know, you've either had a hard day or you've been to the gym or gone for a run or whatever. You have a shower in the evening, so you want something that's not too heavy or intense, but it's just 
you know, going to last a couple of hours while you're sitting on the sofa. That's when I often use light blue. And whenever I do, my wife often comments that I smell really nice. So, well, yeah, I'm, winner, I like winner. It. Yeah, uh, and yeah, a couple more. So, Evoila, uh, which I've been wearing quite a bit recently because uh, I love the subtlety of it. It's not a weak fragrance, but it's sort of a subtly second skin type of fragrance, which is really, you know, nice alternative for a, a fresh summer scent. And uh, and then I've I've been doing a little bit of testing of a, a couple of upcoming releases for Aaron for Aaron Terence Hughes, which has been cool. So I've been wearing those this week and giving him some feedback as well. So that's that's my week in fragrance. Uh, have you have you worn anything of note this week, Steve? Well, interestingly, talking about Amouage, I've worn. Um, I don't think it. I don't know how new it is actually, but a fragrance from Alexandria Fragrances. So they are. They have their obviously. Most people know who they are now, but they have their original kind of um, creations. But they are mostly known for their inspira- inspired fragrances or clones or dupes or whatever you want to call them. Um, so I've actually been wearing their Aromatic Conflict Black, which is their version of interlude black iris from amouage so oh. and you've you've smelt the original or you've owned the original is that right i don't know yes yes i've got the original uh, interlude black iris which i really enjoy it's got that very interlude that rich incensey interlude dna but it's got um, what like a um a, a lovely earthy oris to it as well um, so yeah, nice, uh... I th- I thought you would like it actually. I was going to say if you'd not smelt it to kind of smell it. Obviously, I'm talking about the Alexandria version, so I sh- I don't know how close it is to the original because I'm not smelt the original. But yeah. assuming it's got the same DNA, I thought you would definitely like it because it's, I for me personally, I think that Oris really sort of works nicely and kind of contrasts the sort of smokier elements of it. So it smooths it, doesn't it? It definitely smooths yeah, it the kind of makes it a bit yeah. smoothing and and smooths it out, makes it a bit more mass appealing. But it just kind of really balances it out and kind of gives it a nice contrast. Where so it's not just too smoky. The smokiness is there; it's definitely noticeable. But then that orris kind of just breaks that up a little bit and just balances it out and makes it a little bit more kind of appealing, I guess, for the one of a bit phrase. So yeah, no, it's yeah. I couldn't nice agree more with that summing up of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, so that was that's good. I enjoyed that. Um, and another one I've, I've worn this week, actually, which I'd not worn in quite a long time, is uh, Aqua de Joe Absolue. I think oh, yeah. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Um, it didn't get much love, that fragrance, from the community. Um, I think most people... Well, a lot of people said it was sort of quite nice, but just a bit boring because it's a bit safe. I think the amber wood comes across as a bit ambroxony, basically. So I think a lot of people sort of just wrote it off as a... A generic kind of um, fresh fragrance or whatever but I, I actually really like it I think it's a really nice fragrance um, and interestingly Cameron um, really likes it as well from um, Carolina Fragrances he gave it a 10 out of 10 it was in his 10 out of 10 fragrances video that you tagged him for so right. um, he loved it yet um, Andrea at uh, Curly Sense um, I remember she had it in her video where um, described fragrances in three words and yeah. she described it as stinky wet dog. So there you go. There's two extremes there. Ten out of ten from Cameron yeah. and stinky wet dog from uh, Andrea. So well, if only yeah. we knew what Andrea would consider the men's sexiest uh, cologne. Well, funny you say that. It's oh, almost really? like we talk about a smooth segue. So she released a video that we, which we sort of mentioned. We both watched, didn't we? We both fell yeah. for the clickbait. We were curious yeah. to know. She did a video. It was entitled like my number one sexiest man's fragrance or something is that what it's yeah. called i can't remember what the actual title was um yeah my number one sexiest clone for men and we both fell on fell for the clickbait as did twenty-seven thousand other people by the looks of things yeah and do you want to reveal what it was yes uh so i was fairly surprised actually by this uh, but it, it was uh cedrat boise from uh from mansara so hmm so um, obviously, I'm sure Mr. Smelly, Dan, will be well chuffed for that because he was um, very much a champion of that fragrance, um, particularly as an alternative to Aventus. So, um, yeah, I was a bit surprised. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I have I know a few of the ones that she loves. I know she's obviously a big fan of um, Fahrenheit. And so there's a few that I know that she likes. But, yeah, that I was surprised. I didn't see that coming, I've got to say. so. Yeah, I mean, I thought, obviously, because it's... It's got that similar sort of DNA to Aventus. I know people say that there are um, differences to it, um, but yeah, I thought she might have gone for something maybe, I don't know, maybe 
away from the Aventus DNA, really. I feel like a lot of fragrance reviewers, because they're so sick of talking about it and, and hearing it talked about, you sort of, even though it's a good fragrance, you do shy away from talking about it too much. Um, but man, maybe she doesn't think it is that similar to Aventus. Obviously, she prefers it to Aventus because that wasn't her number one sexiest. Um, mm. But yeah, it was uh, I, interesting. I mean, I was pretty sure it was going to be a designer fragrance for some reason. Um, yeah, I think Mansera is quite accessible. I'd say it's quite sort of relatively well known. It's not like some sort of weird oh, yeah. underground indie house by any means. Yeah, very but mainstream thought, niche. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I don't know why I thought Andro would go for some sort of like yeah um, designer fragrance, ultramar or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she sort of quite seems to. I don't know if it's just because they're the popular videos, but she does a lot of videos on designer type fragrances, um, particularly the men's ones. So I thought that might be be the one that, that it was so I was a bit surprised by that um, no she doesn't do those because they're populist she, she just enjoys talking about them it's nothing to do with views at all mate what, what gives you well, that idea of, of, of course not of course um, I think we've discussed that sort of thing before but um, yep. yeah covered so, that one <laughs> yeah exactly how are we doing for time anyway um, oh gosh you know I think we've got about 40 minutes mate so we, we've rambled on uh, for, for quite a while on. so shall we shall we move on so we've got two things that we still need to do I've got a cheeky little scenario for you this week which is oh, going to you know you're not had one of those for a while but we've also got Blast to announce some winners haven't we we do yeah, yes. should we do that next? The info? Yeah, yeah, should, should yeah, we do yeah. that now and then we'll finish on the scenario? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So, of course, we uh, are running uh, giveaway in conjunction with our sponsors and each month they're giving away very generously a full bottle of their fragrance, of one of their fragrances and a discovery kit to two winners. So one gets the discovery kit, one gets the fragrance. So the winners uh, of the prizes this week... Ah, and these are Instagram accounts because that's how you can uh, that's how you can enter the giveaway. So the winner of Kajal Om Two, the full bottle of fragrance, is Moonlight Four One One Five One. So well done, you're getting uh, the beautiful Kajal Om Two, which is a superb fragrance. And the winner of the discovery kit is May Dot Thani, I think. Um, that's T H A N I I May Dot Thani. So well done to to the two lucky winners uh, i believe the way we're working this is that the brand will contact you via instagram and let you know um, that you have won unless of course you're listening to this first before they contact you then uh, you'll you'll know from this but either way congratulations and uh, we they are running the same giveaway again next month it's a different fragrance this time it's fida which I haven't tried. I'm not familiar with that fragrance. It's a 100ml bottle. And also there is a second prize of a discovery kit as well. If you want to be in with a chance to win those two prizes, one of those two prizes, all you need to do is go to Kajal's Instagram, find the post of that bottle, which will have the Scent Geeks actually written on the photograph itself. And you just need to share that. And wherever you share that, you tag Kajal Perfumes in it. And that enters you into the giveaway. So... Yeah, I think, you know, go for it. It's it's an easy thing to do to, to get a nice bottle of niche fragrance. Yeah, awesome. Congratulations, guys. To Congratulations to the winners. We've still not heard... I think somebody did post in the group. It'd be good to get some kind of feedback from some of our winners and maybe, like we yeah. said, maybe get a little audio file that we could drop into the podcast and if they're not too scared, just to, even if it's like a little sentence to say what they sort of thought. Of the yeah, but don't say, I didn't like the fragrance, so I sold it. Yeah, don't don't do that. We just yeah. well, we just won't include it in the podcast. Well, that that um, could never yeah. happen. That would never happen yeah. with them. Um, that would never you? happen. But I don't think our sponsors would um, be overly chuffed if that happened. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, shall we finish on a cheeky little scenario? Yeah, let's do it. So, and I, and I use cheeky quite literally. Um, so this comes from Anton. I mentioned that he uh, sent me a cheeky. Um, scenario last week. I think I might have mentioned it. So um, Anton has got the. Um, blog post a curious nose and you'll also find him on um instagram I almost forgot what that was called then um and he sent this so he said oh are you still like i mentioned this the other week but he said to me he contacted me and said are you still doing scenarios i've got one for you do you want to hear it and i said well i don't know if we're going to use it but yeah by all means send it to me um but i can't promise we'll use it and he said i'd be surprised if you did to be fair it's a tad racy here goes so you that's your warning that's your trigger oh, warning right. there if anybody's listening it is the brow bit, it's a little bit adult. So, I mean, the opening line gives it away. You're a porn star. 
Oh, I mean, that's, there you go, straight away. It's your first day on set and you're about to shoot your first movie, in inverted commas. You want to make a good impression and you decide to put some thought into the fragrance you're going to wear. Now, here's your predicament. You're obviously, you obviously want your fragrance to smell sexy to the other people on set, in this case your fellow actors and actresses, but not too sexy. This is a place of work after all. <laughs> God, I can't believe you said that. You don't want to be reported to HR for like, you know, misconduct. Uh, what you're after is a fragrance that gets your colleagues in the mood but doesn't make them overact. Something that projects nicely up close, leaves a good sillage, and ultimately makes your colleagues think you're a stud or studette. Wear something uh, too generic, and there's a danger that your colleagues may associate you with someone else and mistakenly call you by a different name in the heat of passion. Well, God, mm. if I can't believe I'm reading this shit sometimes. <laughs> uh, wear something too out there, however, and you may get some odd looks that lead to one too many takes. What do you wear and why? The movie is called Russia's Time, by the way. Russia's Time. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> That's th- good. and he then followed that up. I sort of put like, a, oh, God, and he sort of replied and just said, sorry. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, so while you're thinking about that, we did do a scenario before where we were going to a, a swingers club. So it's kind of not mm-hmm. too dissimilar to that, really. So I can, I think I can just about remember what I sort of said I'd maybe wear there. But um, so have you got anything in mind? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've yeah I've got a niche fragrance in mind, which uh, is a very carnal, erotic fragrance. Actually. It's called erotic. I just gave it away. <laughs> it's, oh, nice. it's from it's from Frank Buclet, which actually he's a des- I think he's a clothing designer as well. So maybe technically it is a designer, but it, it's it's more in line with niche fragrances in terms of how it smells and, and the pricing. Uh, so there's a it's it's a nice smelling fragrance, but it's got a carnal, slightly animalic smell to it. Particularly you know when the skin heats up a little bit. Mm. You know when you're shooting your first. Uh, movie, um, then uh, yeah, I think I think that could uh, be racy enough to get the uh, your fellow performer in the mood, but without it being too much, perhaps. Um, now I wonder if I can think off the top of my head of a good, what's a sexy, what's a good sexy designer fragrance. Uh, I mean, so you make it hard for yourself. You don't have to come up with a niche and designer. You you set this rule to yourself. So you bloody set the bloody dug your own grave with this doing a niche <laughs> and designer every bloody time you do a scenario. All right. Well, I'm not going to think too hard about this. Oh, yeah, steady on. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with. It's got to be Ultramel. I'm going to go with Ultramel. Empowering to wear as a performer in that industry, I guess, yes. and uh, probably very pleasant and uh, sexy for your fellow performer to smell on you. So there we go. Erotic from Frank Buclet and Jean-Paul Gaultier's Ultramel. Well done. That's a good shout. I think I'm trying to remember, which is a bit of a cop-out, but it was quite a long time ago, what I actually said for the swingers party. I think I said I would go for something... I think for the swingers party, I, I sort of discussed maybe something unisex might be quite good because, you know, depending on which way you're swinging, it might be a bit of anything goes. So you sort of mm. almost you want everybody to find you attractive. So I think I went for something unisex. And I think I sort of went for something quite safe, like Baccarat Rouge 540 or something like that. I can't mm. remember. But I think, again, that probably still is perfectly suitable. It's not a fragrance that i've ever fallen in love with to be honest it gets a lot of hype and i was slightly underwhelmed but i do see that it's a very very good fragrance that is i can see why it's appealing to everybody to be fair it's it's very unisex i think and um so yeah i'd I'd maybe go for something like that i'll tell you what i think would work quite well actually is i've smelt recently i don't know if this is a a bit of a, a trend that's starting but i've smelt recently some of these sort of second skin style fragrances i mentioned it with evoila from uh, teo cabanel and and they sort of they're they're loaded with musks so they really come alive when the skin heats up and i've just received three fragrances from you parfums which um are a brand that uh, work with perfumers and every three months i think they release a, a volume of three fragrances and they focus on a certain style of fragrance and this um this uh set this edition they're working on these second skin style fragrances and it's difficult to talk about them really because they're they're quite they're quite subtle um in terms of 
it sort of smells like they vary from slightly warmed up skin to slightly warmed up skin with a, a real sort of sexy bit of fragrance to it so one of them really does just smell like heated up skin so that in itself smells sort of sexy i think and in that job in that industry i think that would be sort of a almost like a pheromonal type of smell you know i think that would be quite sexy in that situation and then one of them has uh, more to it so it's got some saffron it's a little leathery it's got some bit of cardamom pop in there but it's still a nice um sort of second skin type of fragrance you know they, they don't shout out they don't jump off the skin as being a cologne or a fragrance or a perfume too much so i think those second skin types of scents would work great in that scenario too yeah because then you i can imagine in that situation you might be getting up close and personal with people quite literally yep. so you're not going to sort of choke them out you don't want them to kind of you know be getting in your neck and then they're like sort of choking out on some fragrance that you've over applied so so yeah that's i think that could be a good shout you know i was thinking also a lot of the again thinking about the unisex a lot of the byron fragrances are obviously very sort of unisex they're sort of a lot of people say the feminine some say you know they, know, they work yeah. really well on men and i think some of those might kind of potentially appeal to both genders in that scenario so definitely yeah mm. yeah yeah rouge, anyway. rouge extreme is, is a very carnal type of fragrance yeah Mm. well i think that's it mate i think that's the pod well done you managed yep. to get, get your way through another scenario i think completed it, it mate. i mean I completed it right so shall we wrap up so i can go and watch what i sincerely <laughs> hope is the final episode of line of duty do you want yep. to say your goodbyes well it's been a pleasure i steve and i were thinking before we came on well, what we're we going to talk about tonight we've, we've just there's been a load of weird jeremy videos but we don't want to go into that again uh so, but we've we've actually thank you thanks to uh some good questions from you guys we've actually managed to uh to rabbit on for quite a bit and it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed it as usual thanks for listening we'll be here for you next week Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Um, I think you've summed it up there. Do check out our sponsors, Kajal Perfumes. Do send us those scenarios or scent stories that which we're particularly loving now. And obviously, do support our Kofi. We love you for doing that. Other than that, thanks for listening. This has been episode 68, and we will see you soon for. Oh, we should have saved that scenario for next week's 69, shouldn't we? Oh, anyway, man, we missed a trick. Yeah, missed a trick there. Anyway, <laughs> take care, geeks, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.